Greetings and welcome to episode 232 of the Words About Games podcast, a weekly video game podcast for Words About Games. I'm your host, Amy K. Alexander, and I'm joined this week by the light blue one, Mr. Daffy Mooney. Hello. Howdy, y'all. Did you have 40 more episodes on <laughs> More or less. I got distracted because I looked at my background and I realized that half my models were falling over. <laughs> I must have knocked it. Or I must have knocked it at some point and just not noticed. And now I'm wondering if it's been like that for weeks or if it was just a recent thing. And like, I'm just going to go back through like episodes after episode after episode and just be like, oh, it's. Yeah. It's fine. Well, it, <laughs> like, I can see Elizabeth has fallen completely over and all I can see is her legs sticking out of out of her dress. <laughs> I need to get some lights on this shelf so you can see my starships. Oh, yeah. I've, I've got my lava lamp and I just never turn it on. Like, <laughs> to get the nice purple light. Like, from behind. Like, it's actually a fucking disgraceful tip back there now that I'm actually looking at it. Like, my fucking, <laughs> my fucking gel bottle's lying on its side. The wires are coming out the bottom of the dress. It's like, oh, God, man. <laughs> Thank God my big head blocks this bottom part. All you can yeah. see is... Hold on. Let me, just, let me just... Uh, there we go. <laughs> just turn your camera a little just bit. Just going to so do can... this podcast like 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 yeah. this for the entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> You know, someone's yeah. going to say something. They always do. Like, oh, well, you know, I would have, I could take your your uh, opinions about video games seriously because you have a, a whole estrogel bottle hanging on its side behind you. <laughs> mm-hmm. When indeed. When indeed. <sighs> it's been a weird day, Moody. Everyone's, everyone's up on Twitter and they're all like, whoa. Got my PS4. Look at my cool PS4, uh, PS5, and then like PlayStation's like it's launch day, and I'm like it's fucking not dickheads. <laughs> Fuck not you. For, not for us. <laughs> fucking <clears throat> screw you guys. Have <laughs> to wait a week. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It is annoying, um, but they did this last time for PlayStation 4, so it's not surprising for me. Suck down too. Actually, I didn't because I didn't pre-order one last time. I just bought one like the day before. Um. <laughs> January for me. That's what me and my partner were talking about. Yeah, nice one. Basically. I'm looking forward to. It. I'm looking forward to, like. I'm looking forward to that leap forward, right? Like I know, like the graphics or whatever, but like I'm looking forward to just games being at sixty frames per second, and also like no load times because I've been watching content today. Yeah, like people playing PS5 games and people playing on the PS5s, and oh, every time someone just starts a game up and it just goes boop, 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 and you're in. It's like, oh man, that looks so amazing. But then it's like, but when am I going to check my phone? <laughs> like, I might have tr- truly immersive gaming because I'll never have time to just go. While I'm Let's see how the shit the world is after the last half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be like, it'll be like, oh, I'm in the game. Oh god. <laughs> How how stupid has Trump been today? How crappy has our government been today? Has, uh, I'll never know anymore. An <laughs> I'll never know anymore. Know. I know. Because you I'll just be playing all the games. You will, Amy. You will. You'll just With... be like, Spider-Man! Spider-Man! <laughs> <laughs> I think I've messed up that because I've got I've got Sackboy coming. I've obviously got Spider-Man coming. That was a given. And like, I've got Sackboy coming. And then I watched... Um, I watched Greg Miller playing Demon's Souls for the first time. And then I was like, 
I've seen it. Oh, looks good, it though. does look good. I know a lot of people have given them, like, backhanded traps to say, hey, it's just a spin-off or not even a full game of Spider-Man. Oh, and it's just a remake of a PlayStation 3 game. I'm just like, yeah, one of the most, one of the biggest PlayStation 3 games for PlayStation. Yeah, completely remastered, remade. Shut up. Yeah, like, it's fine, though. I'm, I'm just going to download Bloodborne. <laughs> this, is arguably, this is arguably looking if you look at it, this is arguably one of PlayStation's strongest lineups they've released, which is really impressive. Yeah, um I probably agree with that. I've never I've never been in the PlayStation launch till PS4. Um and PS4's launch lineup didn't was not was not was not great. You had Killzone um, and Resogun. Yeah. Exactly. And all of us played just Resogun. Yeah, Resogun. <laughs> I played Black Flag. I remember Sasuke Black Flag. Black Flag was a really good game. I enjoyed it. Was, was Warframe um, a launch title for PS4? Or did that no, I think that... Wasn't that the... Was revealed for coming to consoles it, that December? Because that was the PSX that first December, wasn't it? Um, so. It was definitely coming to PS4 before <clears> that because I remember it... Um, I remember playing it AGX. Because um, the line was, the line was for Killzone or Warframe, and everyone was queued up for Killzone. And then like the the person from Digital Extremes was coming out of the line saying, "Do you want to play Warframe? Do you want to play Warframe?" And she got back to me, and I was like fifty people back to play Killzone, and I was just like, "Fuck it, I'll play a game." Yeah, sure, I'll play Warframe. <laughs> he just like skated past everybody in the queue, and I was like, "Actually, you know what? This is fucking great." Um, I think it was. I know you played title. a lot of it, didn't you? I did. Um, you were a space ninja. Come on, man. Space ninja robot with a soul. It's got a very uh, loyal following, so. It's a really good game. Um, got Destiny Beyond Light downloading on Xbox as well. But, um, yeah, it's a really good, like, launch lineup. Um, is Destiny crossplay? And it's cross save. It's um, not crossplay yet, is it? I don't think so. No, it's because I'm thinking because I know it's coming, or if it's not already on for PC Game Pass, isn't it? Uh, it's on Game. It's on Game Pass. Um... But I've always said, like, I know you're gonna want to get into it. You'll probably play on your PlayStation Five playing... when it comes. And I'm just thinking, yeah, I'll cross it over. I'll so have it's... a bit. I'll have a good PC be able to run the bugger. So it's intergenerational have... crossplay, right now. So like Xbox One or Xbox Series X and PS4, PS5, and they're looking at a full crossplay for next year. So you need to play it on Game Pass. So I'm going to play, play it on Game, Game Pass. Pass. <laughs> like I am, I'm downloading it on my Xbox right now. I think I'm. I'm not spending no, thirty quid. I'll look, into, I'll look into probably download it on my PC for Game Pass. I'm not spending thirty quid on an expansion if I can. Download it on my game, Xbox. Game, I don't know why. Pass, my yeah. Xbox is there. I'm pointing at my TV because it's on right yeah. now. I've got the download pause while we do this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, yeah, hopefully it provides like a new good starting point for new <clears> players because I remember you tried to play it with me uh, over the summer. Oof. It was rough. And it was rough. But they've deleted a bunch of stuff now, so it might be a better intro point. Although a lot of this, you're not going to be able to play like the story of like all of the previous expansions. So I don't know how they can handle that. I'll get over that. Um, that was actually pretty good, to be fair. 
but yes, Destiny Two story we didn't have a story. It sucked. Um, Destiny Two story was good. Yeah, it's highly debatable. Yeah, and I'm debating you right now. Why do you always have to I, shit on everything when I say it's? I say something's good, and you have to be like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> no, for me, I don't believe it was. So. I didn't work, it didn't work it. for me. I celebrate that it worked for you, Amy. I enjoyed it. I must have done a play fucking like a hundred hours of it when it came out. That's true. Um, but we're not a Destiny podcast, Amy. No, we were doing a bit about PlayStation's launch lineup, um, and then I don't know. You started shit talking Destiny too. <laughs> it all went off the rails for that. <laughs> I'm thinking of downloading it on Xbox to play it with you. Or not on Xbox, on my PC to play it with you on Game Pass. <sighs> Thanks to the power of Game Pass. Shut up, phone. Why are you disturbing me right now? But yes, <laughs> I agree. The PlayStation 5 launch lineup is incredibly strong. Um, And I haven't even played any of it yet. Very good, very good. But we'll be talking about PlayStation later. Because this is the Words About Games podcast, where every single week we discuss what's been going on in gaming, the games industry, and games culture over the past week. In this week's episode, we discuss Avengers seemingly flopping hard for Square Enix, potential release windows for a bunch of PS5 exclusives in 2021, Sony Japan reportedly being sidelined at PlayStation, and more. Then we'll go over all the new game announcements from the past week. We'll give you a content drop where we recommend some articles you should read and some videos you should watch. I knew I forgot to do something. And then we'll tell you what games are coming out next week before playing Open Critic Head to Head. Where we guess the Open Critic average of one upcoming game. And as always, we'll wrap the show up with a post or discussion and chat about whatever's on our minds. There are timestamps in the description below the video on YouTube so you can skip around. You can watch specific sections of the podcast. You can watch it in any order you want. Watch the whole thing backwards. We don't mind. <clears throat> We're just happy that you're here. You can listen to it while dancing. Don't listen to it while dancing. Doing the exercising. Doing the push-ups. Even though I can't do a push-up. <laughs> I'm not much for exercising. I think it's a con. <laughs> it's a con to make me feel bad. And I don't want to feel bad. I want to feel good. So that's why you're drinking poison right now. Ah, because it wakes me up, Moody. <laughs> Water would do it better. It really wouldn't, unless you want to host really this podcast. Unless you want to host this podcast for someone who's taken back. Like, okay, unless you want to host this podcast, because every time you read a news story, I'd have to run to the toilet. <laughs> I'm not going to drink water through a podcast. Like my HRT already makes me need to go to the bathroom too much as it is. If <laughs> and that's not to say I don't drink water. I just, you know, I don't drink water when I'm going to be on camera for like two hours. I drink it beforehand. And then I pee gloriously. Let's go into the first news story. Don't use my word like that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a copyright on it. I haven't been DMCA'd for using it liberally over the past God knows how many months. But I think people probably want to hear us talk about some game stuff. That was true instead of peeing and Destiny 2, even though Destiny 2 is a game. You started it. It looks like Marvel's Avengers failed to do the business for Square Enix. This is from Wesley and Poole over at Eurogamer. He writes, Square Enix has posted its latest financial results and it doesn't look good for Marvel's Avengers. The Japanese company announced its financial figures for the six-month period to the 30th of September 2020. And while revenues and profits 
were up versus the same week period in 2019, Square Enix released Final Fantasy VII Remake earlier in 2020, the quarter during which Marvel's Avengers released saw a £36 million loss. The part of Square Enix business we're concerned with here is called Digital Entertainment HD Games. The company did not say how many copies Marvel's Avengers sold or commented on its performance, but Crystal Dynamics' troubled adventure comes out poorly when we compare the two quarters of the current financial year. In the first quarter of the 2021 financial year, when Final Fantasy VII Remake came out, the HD Games division saw net sales of £250 million and an operating income of more than £73 million, which is, that's a tidy profit for the period. Then we have the second quarter of 2021 financial year, during which Marvel's Avengers came out. For this period, the beginning of July to the end of September, Square Enix's HD games business saw net sales of £174 million and an operating loss of more than £36 million. That's not great. It's hard to get a handle on exactly how badly Marvel's Avengers missed its sales target by, but it's clear the game hasn't done the business for Square Enix. In a tweet, Tokyo-based video game analyst David Gibson said volumes were 60% of plan, and Avengers had only sold had sold only 3 million or so. In early October, Crystal Dynamics said it was working on new updates for the game as fast and as safely as they can in a bid to reignite waning player interest. At the time, Steam Charts numbers suggested the game's PC audience had slumped to between 1,000 and 2,000 people a month after launch, low enough to trigger matchmaking issues. At the time of this article's publication, just 798 people were playing Marvel's Avengers on Steam. Ooh. This game has crashed and burned. <laughs> Basically, this is Basically. Anthem territory. Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is this is Anthem territory. Like, it's not even. It's like it's not even debatable at this point. Like, it's like if if it had sold poorly but like retained a lot of players, then you could argue that maybe it was a success in that way. But it seems to have sold poorly, lost its company a shit ton of money. And no one's playing it anymore. Yeah, this was like you—you you enjoyed it. You personally enjoyed what. Oh, you absolutely! It, like I haven't been back to it for a while, and the fact that I'm reinstalling yeah. Destiny Two is probably not a great sign for my uh, <laughs> my like playing yeah. Avengers in the future, like future for yeah. a bit. But um, it it was fine enough. It shouldn't have been released like in the state that it was, which I think we talked about um, the last time we talked about Avengers. Um, it was broken as fuck. Like they were the first patch, the made the first major patch they released fixed a thousand bugs, and they weren't done fixing bugs. It just basically it's like I never touched it. So when it comes to the game in general, I can't comment on the quality of it and like that. I'm literally going to go off what you've said and other people as well. But when the when the percentage of the critic rating is like around the high sixties to low seventies, that's not really good. And sometimes people do go off the rating when it comes to a certain get certain things they want to see or anything like that. I've done it multiple times when it comes to films and ethnic and some games as well. If I hear games really going really, really high and it was never on my radar, I'll probably give it a better chance then than a game that wasn't on my radar. This game was has had nothing but crap from the beginning from its re- reveal. And it never, it never got back off it. Its first reveal did so much damage for me, uh, for, for what I see from the wider industry and the whole and the wider wider audience. 
it just seems like it never got back on its feet and everything. Like people complaining, why don't they look like the Avengers from the MCU? Which you and me have both said multiple times. It'll be the most expensive movie would've, of all time. Would have lost a lot more. Would have lost a lot more than thirty million Six, pounds. Yeah, <laughs> thirty million pounds. Yeah, and um, but I think also people did not want to have this type of game for for the Avengers. I think they were after. I think what also hurt them was the Spider Man, not the the the, the DLC. Don't saw anything. I think the spot in something like Spider-Man game coming out and being a roaring success, where the game was hailed for its gameplay, hailed for its visuals, game for hailed for its story, and etc. and etc. and character building and the world building, the whole shebang. And this one, the best thing I hear for you from you is the story is a good story. I had a lot of fun with it because of the Kamala Khan part and everything. But everything else, I. But everything else, like when I hear like from, from our friends and everything, like they say it, it's fine. It's what you expect. It's a button bash. I was thinking that's for me not what people wanted here, and I feel like they wanted a standalone single player Avengers game where you probably flipped, changed. You either decided which character you want to play as, or you changed like it's like one part of that you are. Black Widow, but the core story is all of them, but then you'll flip over to Iron Man, but you're still here in the Black Widow part and all like that type of maybe. That's what I seem like I always hear on the internet. And I know oh, the internet that's never been wrong, ladies and gentlemen. Who knew who listens to the internet might good type of form? I mean, when I'm, when technically I'm free... the internet's never been wrong because you get all of the opinions. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, Somewhere but, on the like, internet you'll find the correct. Well, the amount of research I've had to do for like what I'm doing for college and everything like that, I've delved into the Avengers thing, and it does seem like they wanted more a standalone single player than a oh yeah game as a service. Like, I was trying to remember what the service is. Gas. Just call it a gas. <laughs> a gas game, yeah, and yeah. IP clearly they cut the IP power clearly wasn't as strong as what I thought it was, which is. Very surprising on my end. I'll, well, not my end. It's, I'll just say, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I don't mind being wrong, but yeah. Uh, yeah, like, it's someone who likes the game, played the game for like, I played it probably about, probably put about 60, 70 hours into it. Um, but most of that was in like the first two or three weeks after the game came out. Like, what I was waiting for was the content, right? Like, because we'd been promised that uh, the end of October we were getting Kate Bishop. Um, and you know if the content, if like they can't get the content out, they can't get the content out, right? As long as like you know, as long as they're not crunching up, working on safely or whatever, that's fine. But it also means that I really have no reason to pick the game up. Like I played a ton of it, like leveling up Captain America because I enjoyed playing the game as Captain America. But like there's that there's like a ratio of so once you've beaten the the campaign, which takes about ten fifteen hours. Um, obviously then you're into what people call the end game, but what I like to call the mid game, because like, it's like the ramp up to like the true end game, the high level content. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And a lot of that is just knocking out all these different missions, um, which are essentially just, you go into a level, you throw a cap shield at a bunch of people and then you bounce and then you do the next one. And then you do the next one, and then you do the next one, and then sometimes there's tenuous story links, like <laughs> between these yeah. different missions. And 
like there's too much of a ramp if that makes sense so like i didn't max out caps hero card i think that's what they call them or like max out his power level or max out his level because at the end of the day i just got kind of bored like before i got kind of bored before i'd hit that hit that max level you know what i mean like so it's like, well, I could just I could start leveling up someone else. Like I could start leveling up Black Widow. I enjoy playing as Black Widow in the in the campaign. But I could just play something else. Like <laughs> And the, and in the end, the part of my brain that like that was like debating that just went, Yeah, I'll just play something else. Like and I haven't been back since. Like and I've no doubt when, if the new content had dropped, I would have jumped back in and played it and tried out the new character and played play the new storyline and seen what like, the new content was, but it, it never came. And while I'm understanding of why the reasons for that are, because, you know, it probably got delayed because they needed more time to work on it, because they need to work on the base game, it still means that there's no reason for someone like me to come back in to play the game. It's just one of those things, just the same as Anthem, this is a game that should have been delayed till next year and could have dropped fall next year, ready with content to drop after like a couple of weeks or a month or so after already shiny, ready to go basically bug friendly and that's the thing I just, yeah, I just don't I'll, 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 I guess I won't I understand to a certain point but I guess I won't truly realise until I'm in the industry properly myself where I'm just where I'll just ask the questions again, why have we not delayed? Why? you're forcing us to crunch probably for who knows for how long which is a terrible thing and and then and it's just like ugh. and like what why what you want to get out just for for the launch for the new consoles what's the point you, you released them two months before they came out so like seriously what is the point uh yeah i mean i'm i'm imagining like there's a lot of different factors like i imagine they launched when they did because they were hoping like to hit their target for the next generation um patches versions whatever to to come out so when the new consoles dropped with with games like destiny for example which you know like the next gen versions of those of, of that game dropped with the launch of the new consoles like i think what they were hoping was they could get the game out they could get people invested in it and then those people would be buying xboxes and playstation 5s and then those people would download the next gen version of avengers on whichever console that they they play on um and obviously the the like there'll be a market improvement in terms of like performance and load times and frame rate you know just yeah. by the sheer fact that they're on the next generation consoles and that didn't happen um mm -hmm. because obviously the next gen versions have been delayed as well and then at that point you've got to ask well like you took a shot you lost you should like but like the obvious thing is the these this game should have come out on this game should have come out in like march 2021 fully patched fully ready to go on current gen and next gen consoles, even though those will be the current gen consoles by then. Um, but like hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Like <laughs> sometimes we say that, but they would have seen the right the writing on the wall. They would know that this game was a buggy mess. They knew that. Oh yeah. So they got all. They got all. They've got. They got all the data and everything to be able to analyze this properly to say, do we postpone it? Or do we just take the hit and pray that we can get these new the new content to get the Kate Bishop and Hawkeye DLCs and other DLCs that we're going to be bringing out further down as quick as possible? Or do we take the hit to delay it? 
Right. They well, obviously decided. They also flipped the coin and said, "We're going to we're going to continue for plow ahead and hopefully get these things done." And obviously, they're unable to do it. But buried in that data, because it's not just data about okay, the game is is this buggy, and we think we can fix it this quickly, um, like post launch. And buried in that mm-hmm. data is the fact that a lot of people just don't care. Like if a game is buggy, they'll buy it anyway. We've seen it so many times before. Like you took look about like the, some of the biggest feel good stories in the industry revolve around games that launched in a very similar state to Avengers, and then turned it around like six months, no months a time. year later. So it's like people will buy these games anyway. Like they like in that data was it doesn't matter. Like we can launch it now, and we'll, we might even get the bad publicity now. But if we relaunch the game with it, like say like they they fix it up, they patch it up. They get the next gen con- versions out. They've they've got a few new characters in there, and then like a year's time in September twenty twenty one when they drop the 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 expansion, which will be like the pay continent, which comes with like twelve new characters and and a full ten hour storyline, whatever the the expansion would be. A lot of people will come and check that out, and then if they come back to a game that's like better or good, like because as much as I enjoyed the game, I'm I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say it's good. Like I'm not gonna argue like it's gonna be on my game. Yeah, it's it's not like it it's not. But like then people start then that narrative in a year's time becomes okay. Well, Avengers is good now, guys. Like they fixed it. It's good now. Everybody get it. And then a lot of people will go, oh, I've already got it. I'll just put it up because that's yeah. it's just how it works. And until people get out of the mindset of essentially the 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 feature armor gif of shut up and take my money no matter what this we're going to be in this situation because there's no need to change it like the only thing that could change it for square enix going forward specifically if they plan to release another games as a service game which hey they're at the r next march it's called outriders like they lost money Well, they like because they decided to make this a games as a service. They're in this is hopefully long term for they're in this for the long term. So hopefully they will recoup this and everything with losing thirty plus million. The issue, and I I get it. I want them to recoup the money for the team at Crystal Dynamics. Who clearly like there there is good stuff to this game. It is an enjoyable game. I wouldn't have put sixty seventy hours into it if 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 it wasn't. But if they recoup the money and then make a profit on the game in a year's time, based on the scenario that I just laid out, they've learned nothing. And they'll do it again. <laughs> because it works. We will see. Like, we used to talk uh, about this um, decades ago um, with World of Warcraft, where um, like World of Warcraft did a lot of stuff that was unpopular. Um, with a lot of the player base, but people like me and Keith used to talk about it because we were both WoW players and we were both MMO players back in the day. And it was like the only thing that's gonna make the only thing that's gonna make a difference is if people stop subscribing. <laughs> like people can complain all they want, people can point out all of the issues all they want, but until people stop subscribing to the game, nothing would change. And hey, presto, people stopped eventually stopped subscribing to the game, and things changed. Because the only metric that Square Enix will measure, regardless of what they say about wanting to win awards or, or anything like that, like any publisher says stuff like that, like all the care, all the metric is money. Did it make oh, money? I... Did it lose money? If it lost money, it's bad and we need to change it. If it made money, it's good and we need to keep it. 
I agree. That's why Resident same Evil went off the rails movies. for so long. <laughs> same, 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 same thing for movies. Yeah, like so. Res, the Resident Evil games franchise was in such a bad place for such a long time because for all of the problems and for all of the obvious flaws and for all of the critic, the negative critical responses, it was still making lots of money. Hey. And that's how we this got industry works. We've got people, people have, saying they have to buy the games because they're Resident Evil fans. I know, I hate that. It, it's like Japanese ports. Like, like there was a... I can't remember. There's big games which have been ported over from Japan. And they've been ported over in such a terrible state. And, like, the localization's awful. And, like, you get, like, these big fan group organizations saying, we've got to buy this game. <laughs> because otherwise they might not bring it over to the West. And it's like... But it's a mess. Why would you want them to bring this over to the West? <laughs> like, Why would you want to play Revelations when it got nothing but shit reviews? Maybe if you maybe if you didn't buy this one, they would put effort into the next into the next like uh, the next Western release. And if they decide based on the fact that you didn't buy it that they're not going to release one in the West, well, good because the next one would have been shit anyway. <laughs> like the the next port would have been terrible anyway, so it wouldn't have mattered because you'd be complaining about how bad it is. That is true. That is true. Crazy. Uh, Gamers are crazy. We all know this. (laughs) Like, if if we all just applied a little bit of common sense and logic to this, Avengers would have lost even more money because everybody kind of saw this coming. (laughs) But but around 3 million people still went out and bought the fucking thing. (laughs) Like... This is the thing. Nine times out of ten, 3 million people buying a game, 3 million units, that's like normally for a normal game is a success. (laughs) It, you would think, right? But I don't even know if three million units would have paid for the freaking license to use Avengers. <laughs> That's the only, that was the thing I was going to add in. Is that the only thing I can think of is why they one of the other reasons why they obviously decided they they wanted to plow ahead. Obviously, you might, of all the reasons that you said, which were all legitimate reasons, was Disney. I think we forget Disney. Disney might have been saying, "Get it out." Yeah, probably. We need to have this game out. We need to have an Avengers We game are out. literally in shit right now with our with uh, the pandemic as we can't get our movies out. We need this game out. Yeah, we need uh, we need um we need like brand recognition. We need people to remember Marvel. <laughs> like, like you know like what I mean? People are gonna forget that. Um, Even though Wonder Vision's been pushed to January, people are still gonna watch the book. So Yeah, you know what I mean though. Everyone obviously no one's gonna forget the MCA exists, but you it wants you want it to be a steady line. You don't oh, want it definitely. to be like you don't want it to be like a big drop off, and then something comes out, and then nothing comes out for ages, and then something you know what I mean. It's just like you want that steady line of yeah. constant Marvel product. Yep. Don't worry, Disney, you've got it all prepared for next year. Yay! Pandemic or not, so I mean, as someone who has controversial views on the MCU, yay, yay. It's not controversial. You like what you like. Um, let's move on. We're gonna talk about PlayStation for a while. Seems fitting. It's PlayStation Five's launch day as we record this. In America. In America, not salty. Horizon Forbidden West, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Gran Turismo Seven release dates narrowed down. This is from Sharif Said over at VG Twenty Four Seven, who writes: Sony has gone live with another ad for PS Five, seemingly designed for the core audience as opposed to the more mainstream CG ads we've recently seen from the company. Moody's disappeared. The one-minute trailer doesn't show new footage of existing or upcoming games, but it does tell us when Sony expects a number of the already announced PS5 games to arrive, something the platform holder has not shared before. According to the video, 
Gran Turismo 7, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and Housemarque's Returnal are all anticipated in the first half of 2021. Horizon Forbidden West, on the other hand, is targeting the second half of the year. Got no, those out. games are coming out. Mm, go on. Uh, here, would you like to like? I'll tell you my my spicy hot take prediction. None of that's going to happen. <laughs> that's what I think. I think Gran Turismo and Ratchet and Clank will hit their place. Returnal. That Gran is like, no, like, no offense or anything, but Gran Turismo is one of the most historically delayed games in history. Like, not seven, That's just true, yeah. in general. <laughs> That's you're not, you're not lying. There. You're not wrong there. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Like, if Horizon does hit the fall, which until announced, we have to assume they are going to. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. Like, yeah. And as it didn't mention anything of the game they Shit. said was coming 2021 as well, uh, God of War is 2022, ladies and gentlemen. Well, these <laughs> which are... We um... all, which we all thought this was going to happen. No, anyway, these, so. these four games specifically are follow-ups to the PlayStation 5 reveal showcase. Um, that's what all four of these games have in common. They were all revealed. Oh, yeah, the, the I know that. God of War obviously was revealed later. But, I mean, like as far as like what I said, it's, it's spe- purely speculation on my part oh, to be like... No, no, maybe. I don't know much about Returnal, and definitely not. And then you think God of War 2. I mean, as soon as they said 2021, I laughed and said, no, it's not happening. I think we all laughed a lot. Like, <laughs> even if we went, okay. oh my God, and then we went, nah, not happening. It's not going to happen. We know that's going to go 2022, which is fine. Take all your time and everything. Yeah, sure. Because, like, I'm not mad or anything. Like, like, we're like, we've all seen that documentary, Corey Barloff, about God of War, where you all talked about crunch. Didn't make, I'm not going to lie, it didn't make you guys look in a good light. No. For me, personally. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Where the woman who, I can't, it's been a while since I've watched the documentary, I need to watch it again, I love watching it, but, like, yeah, the woman who started crying in the middle of the, the documentary when she was talking about being away from her family and stuff. Yeah. And then it's just like, oh, okay, so, like, you guys are just the same as every other shitty fucking triple developer, right? But this was a feel-good documentary. He's adorable. In he is, but, but he's a... also, like, uh, I like Cory Barlog. Like, I watched the documentary. I liked him. Like, I, like, I see him on Twitter sometimes, and he seems like a cool dude, but sometimes he can be a fucking asshole. <laughs> so can Neil Druckmann. So can Neil Druckmann. Like, and he can come across like a fucking asshole. I mean, yeah, Neil Druckmann's a bit of a dick as well, to be honest, but I don't know these people personally. I just see what I see on, on social medias and stuff. Like, don't take my opinion of social these people. Social media has I, no context, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Don't take my opinion of these people with any... Like way or impact whatsoever. I just think unless they worked for Activision, I'm but, sure yeah. I can be a bit of a dick. Or Ubisoft. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I can be a bit of a dick sometimes on on social media as well. Um, but yeah, like I don't see, I just don't see it, Moody. Like, obviously, Horizon's further away than we thought because we thought it was gonna, we thought it was gonna be a launch game, and then we thought it was gonna be an early 2021 game. Um, for me, Ratchet and Clank might come out in the summer next year. Um, Gran Turismo it's, Seven is it? It could come out any time before twenty thirty, so we'll see. Okay, so if you were a bit a betting girl, out of all four of four of these games, how many would you say will hit twenty twenty one? Not the dates, just twenty twenty one in general. Just twenty twenty one in general. Uh, Gran Turismo. I'm. It's a wild. I'm not touching that one. It's a wild card. 
Um, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I think it'll hit 2021. I just don't know if it'll hit the first half of 2021. Uh, Returnal. I don't even know how big that game is. <laughs> like, I know what it is. And it looks beautiful. And I know the gameplay loop. Um, but I'm not seeing the gameplay. And I don't know how expansive a game it actually is. So I don't, I don't, I don't know when that's planning. Like how, like how big a delay that could possibly, like I know for Horizon Forbidden West is going to be a huge game, right? It's a big open world RPG. Like, and I don't see, like, uh, I don't know. I'm 50-50 on Horizon. I think Ratchet will. And Returnal. Yeah, sure. I mean, toss a coin. Tell me what the result is, and I'll tell you if I think it's coming out in 2021. <laughs> I think all four of them are. Okay. I think uh, the Turismo could be pushed all the way to December, as long as it drops in 2021, I'm right. fine. Right. Horizon, I think, is going to be their big fall game. I think they want to have a big fall game, probably release September time before all the true big games like Call of Duty's, Ubisoft's, whatever next big game is going to be, and he is FIFA and all like that. But um, Returnal, I think, could... Yeah, I think Returnal will drop. Uh, could get delayed a couple of times in the year, but I think they will will get it. It all depends, like I say, like we all got to remember, is that we are all going through a pandemic right now in the industry itself when it comes to developing its games. They've had to re readjust to really evaluate on multiple occasions, like we've already talked about on, on this podcast on many episodes. Um, so my thing could be like, no, they all could get delayed to 2021 and everything. But yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think Ratchet and Clank, the, how they've been pushing that game and how much we've seen so far. I think that game is far further along than we all thought it was going to be. Miles Morales is getting nothing but overall universal praise for what it's, for what it is and everything, which is fantastic. And I don't hear really anything about bugs or anything like that, which is fantastic to hear. I'm sure it has got bugs, but not to like world breaking or anything like that. Ratchet and Clank is, so, in some games, are such a prolific developer that I can see them having this out for summer, probably maybe before E3. Or just oh, excuse me, my apologies there. Yes, yes. Um, um, this is the thing why I have this mic. I could have, I could have mute myself better with the with my old with my old mic. You mean but, like um, this? I hate you. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah. Um, I think Ratchet and Clank will come. Will probably be the first half of next year. I think Ratchet and Clank's the first game that out of this four that comes out. I think that's fair. I agree with that. Oh, I like yeah. the only thing that could trip Ratchet and Clank up because I think it is pretty far along in development with the way they've been pushing it. I think the only thing that trips it up is the technology, right? Because it's trying to do something no other game has done based on the new technology of the PS5 with the solid state drive, which is we saw it in the in that initial gameplay reveal of like being able to switch between the different worlds, like falling through the the portals and like being in a completely different level within like seconds and straight into like gameplay. Like yeah. so, it depends how the tech. It depends how well Insomniac's grappled with the technology, and that's not to say like I'm not casting aspersions on Insomniac's ability as game developers. I'm saying they're doing something that's not been done before, <laughs> like in a big AAA game. How complicated that is, how well they've got that under under control. Hey, we'll find out when it comes out, um, or when the release date is 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 hit. But I think that's the first one. I think it's June, July. I see that one coming out in. Returnal, I could come out anytime. I think it could be an August game. I think you could just turn around and put that on PS Plus, like in March or something. Yeah. 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it oh, feels like it could be anything like that. Be, I think there's a chance it'll be a PlayStation Plus game. Yeah. Um, Gran Turismo 7, like, I'm not, like I said, I'm not touching that because of... December. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not touching that because of previous Gran Turismo games like that. I've missed entire console generations sometimes. Um, <laughs> Horizon Forbidden West now, March 2022. February, March 2022, I reckon. When all is said and done. September or October. Um, and God of War? <laughs> 2022. Fall 2022. September 2022. Strap in, boys and girls and other people. It's going to be a long wait for that one. Which is perfectly <sighs> fine, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, it's absolutely fine. Again, I'm very, the thing don't, I'm more, the thing don't, I'm... don't mistake my mirth for criticism. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm very excited to see whatever Uncharted, not Uncharted, uh, Naughty Dog are doing. Obviously, we're probably going to be getting a remaster of The Last of Us Part Two or something like that um, uh... for it, um, because I know they've just like released an up the huge update for The Last of Us, which is apparently just short and the load times like crazy for the PlayStation Five update. Well, it's but, in um, the PS Plus collection, isn't it? So... Yeah, it does well as well. So. I can see that. I can see them that their first game for this generation, for the next generation, is probably going to be The Last of Us Part Two remastered. Um, but whatever their new game, the true new game that is not a remaster, if it's a sequel or whatever is, I'm very excited for that. That could be something that is years ahead, that is years in the way. And basically, we're going to be waiting until the end of the generation probably for the game. But um, I'm do. I'm excited for no, it. No, we'll be waiting until the end of the generation for The Last of Us Part 3. Probably. Whatever Uncharted game will be out within a few years. Well, they've created, haven't they created a new studio? And they, it's the high rumour is that they that is them. They well, are created. I mean, if they are, then that means that there's a new there's something else in the works because they already had two. Um, <clears throat> If they've created a third and the third studio's making an Uncharted game, then that means that the other studio that's not making Last of Us is doing something. Sony doesn't like paying people to do nothing. <laughs> That's true. And yeah, I can like, understand that. They like paying for exclusivities instead. <laughs> they just like trying to buy all the exclusives and no one kicks up a fuss. But the second Microsoft does it, everyone loses their shit. Because no, they just go out and buy the company instead. They just go. <laughs> <laughs> Sony didn't buy the company. That's why I'm angry. He like, only just bought the exclusivity <laughs> for the game. Pow, pow, Street Fighter Five. Um, let's move on. Let's move on. Still talking about PlayStation. Sony Japan has been sidelined from PlayStation 5's launch, a new report claims. This is from Andy Robinson over at Video Games Chronicle, who writes, Sony's home territory of Japan has been sidelined in promotional planning for PlayStation 5 and seen its development team slashed as the corporation places more importance on the US market. That's according to a new report by Bloomberg, which claims that PlayStation 4's disappointing performance in Japan, as well as PlayStation's decision to move its headquarters to California in 2016, have seen its input significantly reduced for its latest console. PlayStation's North American arm, Sony Interactive Entertainment America, has seen its influence grow significantly in the past four years, VGC reported in October 2019, following the platform holder's push towards a centralized global structure. The process resulted in a significant number of layoffs across its European operation during the past 18 months as leadership shifted to California. 
According to Bloomberg sources inside PlayStation's San Mateo headquarters, the US office was frustrated by Japan's marketing for PS4, which it believes led to fewer console sales being sold compared to its predecessor, around 10 million units. As a result, Japan has been sidelined in planning the PlayStation 5's promotion, according to several Japanese PlayStation staff cited by Bloomberg. Employees in Tokyo said they've been left awaiting instructions from California, it claimed. The US officer's critical view of the Japanese operation has also impacted its game development efforts, it's claimed. PlayStation's Japan Studio, which co-developed games such as Bloodborne, Astro's Playroom and The Last Guardian, has seen the rolling contracts of many of its creators not renewed, former employees reportedly told Bloomberg. I wonder if that's meant to be Astrobot Rescue Mission and not Astro's Playroom, because that did just come out for PS5. Or maybe both. But either Possibly. way. Um, troubling. This is troubling, there's no doubt about that. Um, but at the same time, when it comes to like the... the Japanese market is a very interesting market because they primarily play the mobile. They're very handheld or handheld centric and everything like that. So I th- that's why, like, and with the Switch coming out, I can understand why they're probably a little bit annoyed that the Switch probably has took over the Japanese market a little bit. But and the PlayStation Four is just not handheld, as we already know it like that. And the PlayStation Five is definitely not handheld. this is worrying but it's also a little bit not surprising for me whatsoever it's very disappointing for the people who are probably going to be losing jobs and everything like that it does seem like it is probably leading to the dreaded shutting down of the company uh, which I'm just going off what I'm reading here and what you've said just said there and everything like that which is incredibly disappointing because they've just moved their 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 whole thing over to America and California haven't they I believe the European operations Uh, yeah yeah, shifted to California and everything. Yeah, this is worrisome, especially like how I the, the co-developed games such as Bloodborne. Bloodborne was one of the biggest games for the PlayStation 4. Astro Playroom uh, was has always had a little heart for a lot of people. It's like it's a, it's a nice little dog. Astro Bot is Last a very well beloved game. And Last Guardian was uh, was overall, I think, well received. Um, um, I, I know also... a lot of people who liked it. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Um, yeah. Depends if you and I don't mean to like sound like I don't mean to like sound like a, a dick, but it depends if you got it or not. If you got it, you loved it. If you didn't, you didn't. And that's fine. Um But yeah, as someone who like really likes Japanese games, um, like they make great like, you know, just Sony Japan also co developed Gra- Gravity Rush. <laughs> Astrobot. The uh the res- Astrobot rescue mission, which I think is what this story was trying to refer to. I mean, the original Demon Souls was co-developed by Sony Japan, Pat Pong, the Pat Pong games. But like it, it's not, and everybody's golf, which is an amazing game. But um, it's not necessarily the games themselves of Sony Japan. It's like if this is a shift in their entire sort of entire sort of strategy, it's really weird because. Like, it comes at a time when Microsoft is on an upswing. Like, in a, in a contest between PlayStation and, and Xbox, right? Like, PlayStation could always kind of take Japan for as a given. Like, as an adva- for an advantage over Xbox, right? Because, like, they had all of the Japanese games coming out on their system. Xbox did not take the territory seriously until the Xbox One generation. Um, 
and even then it wasn't they didn't take it serious at launch it was after launch when phil took over and now you see games like yakuza and all the final fantasies and stuff coming to game pass and then if playstation's like deciding to shift and be like hey we're not going to focus so much on japanese games it's like that's a bit weird man like i agree i do agree with that especially considering like yeah sure you'll you you didn't have a great ps4 generation in japan right okay cool like i don't know if cutting your losses and leaving or like instead of like doubling down and maybe just making some smarter decisions over in japan would be the would be the better like route to take in that regard especially like i said elden ring was like revealed on a microsoft stage devil may cry 5 was revealed on a microsoft stage like yeah. phil spencer and xbox are ready to go in japan they are well it all depends on what they've i'm gonna be very intrigued to see what the numbers are between both of them when they hit japan PlayStation 5 will still outsell the Xbox uh, series. But this is more long game stuff. Oh, well, it's This is more. This might not hurt the PS5 significantly in Japan, but it it could hurt the PS6 significantly in Japan because all of a sudden, if like. I mean, we've already seen it, right? Xbox Series X has Yakuza like a dragon. Um. And again, this is just in the West for now, but the PS5 doesn't have it until March. And what if that then translates... What if that starts translating over, like, with PlayStation dipping out of Japan? It's somewhat to Xbox getting involved in it. Yakuza 8, maybe that's an Xbox exclusive in Japan. You're not right. You're not You're not wrong. I just said you're not right there. You're not wrong there. Apologies. Um... I think people will start paying notice more than this when the one big game everyone wants to see on Xbox happens. Persona. And, it, and that's going to happen. We know it's going to happen eventually, ladies and gentlemen. If, it, if it's five or whatever, or if it's the sixth game, what's, which we all know is probably, gonna be, is, is probably getting made right now to this day. Um, 100%. And if, if, if it is revealed on an Xbox stage... That's earth-shattering, ladies and gentlemen. True earth-shattering. That's where Microsoft are just like, holy mother of God. They may not have the numbers in it, but they are truly fighting more than ever when it comes to this Japanese market and whatsoever. And if it says, like, first on Xbox or whatever, you're just like, boom, boom. Hold on, hold on a second. Yeah, yeah. What? If PlayStation laps and let that go, pooh, damn. It's possible. I, like again, well, I'm not talking about the next six months, twelve months. I'm talking well, like this entire gen. No, I'm explaining. I know you know. I'm just oh, explaining know. for like anyone who's listening. Like, like I'm talking like yeah, the next five, the, the next entire generation, like could slowly see it flip because Xbox might not be able to catch playstation in terms of sales in japan but it's not just sales that xbox is after they're after games and with those games will come bigger popularity in japan but there are a lot of weebs like me (laughs) who love playing japanese games and if they all start coming out on xbox in the west playstation might have a bit of an issue persona 5 was huge when it came out and it was a playstation Mm. 4 exclusive Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. 
Now, imagine if all of a sudden it's also on Xbox. Not even an Xbox exclusive. Even if it's just also on Xbox at launch, when it launches in the West. That's big. Because that means people like Keith, he, the, former, the former podcast co-host too, I'll remind everyone, specifically bought a PlayStation 4 to play Persona 5, wouldn't have needed to buy a PlayStation 4 to play Persona 5. And wouldn't need to buy a PS5 to play Persona 6. That's big enough in and of itself. Because it's, th that one game will be a domino. Where, like I said, all of a sudden you might just see Yakuza. Yakuza 8 might be first on Xbox. Yeah. Bayonetta 3 comes out on Switch. It might just come to Xbox first. Dominoes start falling. And oh, like, yeah. PlayStation, PlayStation's strategy here, I've criticized it before when they announced it when they moved away from Europe um, to, like, centralize in California. And if they're moving away from Japan to centralize in California as well, um, I don't know, long term, I, I don't know about this strategy. It's going to be fascinating. Like I say. really don't. We'll be keeping an eye on this, like, for the next couple of years, ladies and gentlemen. For as long as we podcast, we'll be keeping an eye on this. Mm -hmm. Anyway, let's sprint through... <clears throat> I don't want to read the next one, so I'm just going to go the one after it. We refuse to crunch the team, says Apex Legends director. This is from Emma Kent over at Eurogamer. He writes, Apex Legends has experienced a bit of a PR rollercoaster over the past few weeks. While Season 7's new map, Legend, and vehicles went down well with players, slow progression in the latest Battle Pass caused some players to complain about grind, angering much of the community and forcing an emergency change from Respawn. To answer community concerns, several members of the Apex Legends dev team recently held a Reddit Q&A in which they addressed the unpopular battle pass. But the team also touched on another topic, the worrying problem of crunch in the games industry. The comment on crunch comes from Apex Legends game director Chad Grenier, who was responding to a player who wanted more LTMs, which is limited time modes, and felt Respawn was being slow with content. Grenier assured the commenter the team was not scared of LTMs, but explained they'd only drop off at interest after a few days, making a two-week format unsuitable. He then went on to say that Respawn was also trying to avoid crunch, and content would perhaps release a little slower as a result. Quote, We also refuse to crunch the team, so we'll probably be slower at making content than if we worked 15-hour days, but that's just not something we're willing to do, Grenier said. We've nearly doubled our team size since launch to accommodate the content demands, so we're really trying to bring you quality content at a healthy pace. End quote. Moody, we've played Apex Legends. We've dropped off a bit since Among Us and Phasmophobia became a thing. Did you ever feel like Apex Legends content was coming out too slowly? No. Because that was my first reaction to this. Like, there's the crunch stuff. We'll talk about all of that stuff in a minute. Like, the, the, the thing of, like, the, the gamers being slow with content... Like, I feel like, no, that was never the case. It's like a three-month process, isn't it? It's it like was a three, three, three months, months between, say, Legends, which was like the new season. And every season, they managed to release a new Legend. But then even in the middle, midst of those seasons, like, usually halfway through, something would happen. There'd be a map update, or, like, they'd release a new mod, or there'd be a new hunt. And that was on top of the fact that while we were playing it, like, we were getting weekly single-player levels. Like, weekly, yeah. sorry, weekly um, PvE levels. Um, and then on top of that, you'd get balance patches. So like, there'd be a patch where suddenly like the weapons had been rebalanced, or there was the patch where like all everything was Evo shields, and they were testing that out. And it's like, I just 
it seems unreasonable to think that the the game was being was being updated slowly because I feel like it was difficult sometimes. Even when we were in lockdown, playing the game almost every day, I feel like it was difficult sometimes to keep up with with the new content. Uh, yeah, like you can you can disagree, like you can dislike what type of content they've thrown out and everything. I won't lie, though, like the ones saying vehicles. I'm like, I don't know if I like vehicles, but that we've never we haven't played it, so we can't comment on anything like that. Uh, for all we know, it's perfectly fantastic and everything, but um, yeah. <clears throat> that's very unappealing for me. I won't deny that, but it's. They, they throw out content like every three months. This is what a games to service game should be basically like. Something to cover you for three months. Yeah, and, then and even in like... sprinkled in between those three months, you get other stuff. Yeah. But not as big, but... Yeah, so I'm like... This is just that as always, entitled gamers are thinking like they're entitled to I think it things. is. But I also think yeah. the problem is Fortnite has set a very unreasonably unrealistic expectation of how quickly Battle Royale games can push content. Cause we, but we all know how bad the working conditions have been at, at, at Epic to get that content out as fast as they do in Fortnite. And it's like... Yeah, the bastards can't even fix the app for me. And they can't even get Moody on the Epic game store. Like, he can yeah. play Fortnite even if he wanted to. But, um... Yeah. Like... They keep telling me, uninstall Fortnite. Like, I don't have Fortnite! <laughs> <laughs> Listen, listen, dickheads. I know everybody else downloads your stupid logic to play Fortnite, but I don't like Fortnite. <laughs> um, I have a battle royale and it ain't yours. Go in. <laughs> yeah, like, but there is that part of it where it's like okay, people are see, people play Fortnite and see what Fortnite does and how fast Fortnite pushes new content. And then they take this to the other games, like the, the, the Apex Legends in this case, but also probably like Warzone's PUBG. And it's just like, it's unrealistic, man. Like, yeah. I, regardless of new content, I played Apex Legends because it's a fun first-person shooter that I enjoy playing. Like, if I didn't, it wouldn't matter if they were putting out monthly content or fortnightly content, like, because I just wouldn't be enjoying it anyway. Like, yep. and I hate this this thought process of, oh, the Goom content is coming out too slow. No, Avengers games content is coming out too slow because there hasn't been any. Been any, yeah. Like Apex Legends sits is set to a timetable. During the height of lockdown, they delayed the season launch by one week. <laughs> and they extended the battle pass and they extended the challenges and everybody got some stuff out of it because they had extended it by a week and it was fine and then it came out. They've stuck to this like they've stuck to this like content like con these content drops, these regular content drops so well it impresses me and then to see pe people are talking about if they're being slow with content like i'm sorry but they're not i don't even see that as an as a difference of opinion i see that as you being factually incorrect <laughs> factually entitled <laughs> and and good on them for saying like we're not going to crunch it yeah i know they've had yeah. trouble with that in the past and it seems like they're getting past that and they're working towards a better healthier like working environment and good yeah. for them yeah like the amount of crap we've shot on about companies that have crunched and everything like that and how terrible the work conditions and everything like that it's refreshing to see and hear that this company did we are we are now showing that we've restructured it we've expanded the team 
So that's so that's more paying that's more paying staff. So they filled up the staff. That's more people getting a job, which is fantastic. Even more people who want to get in the industry and everything like that. And uh, and crunch oh, is terrible, is dumb. Don't ask them to bloody crunch just because you feel like you're entitled to have a certain thing within a week instead of two weeks. Bagger off. Well, I want faster content. Well, then fuck off and play Fortnite. Yeah. That's what I would have said, but then that's why I don't work in PR and video games. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but in terms of, like, video game development, one of the most important things for me as, as a podcaster, as a human being, and just as a general consumer of games is knowing that the development team isn't being treated like absolute shit. It is again. God, that game! Get that game, QA! Yeah. Type of mentality. You don't like, want to I, don't, I don't want people overworking themselves to the point of like some of the stories that we've read and seen in the past few years just to make a video game that I could play. We don't want to be reading a Jason Snyder story where he's talking about crunch. Trust yeah. me, he does not want to be writing about them, ladies and gentlemen. He does it because it's important. And we talk about it because it's important, and I'll we we push back against it because you know it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. It's never worth it. Never is. I don't care if you've got your fucking horse testicles shrinking in the cold or whatever. It's not worth it. That was the stupidest thing I saw. It's pretty. When they actually showed that in the trail. I was just like, pretty that- stupid. Stupidest thing ever. But... Fantastic achievement and hats. My my metaphorical yeah. hats off to to the people who managed to implement that in a video game. But Jesus, the Christ. person who had to had mother mood boards of horse. There's a person who just there's a person whose job was uh, on 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 uh, Red Dead Redemption Two was just horse testicles. Like probably for like six months, probably just nothing but horse testicles. Can you imagine that? If they've acquired a horse fetish with their wife, and they were probably like, and if they were crunching on it as well, it's just like what eighteen hours a day of just horse testicles. Like, like I've said multiple times, Red Dead Redemption Two is a technical masterpiece. But good god, um, let's move on. Yeah, uh, we're gonna talk about Xbox now. Fitting because they also launched consoles this week. I know, apparently, yeah. Speaking of which. Xbox Series X and S have largest launch in Xbox history. This is from Jordan Olliman over at IGN, who writes, Xbox, uh, Head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, has said that the Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S have had the largest launch in, in Xbox history. Writing on Twitter, Spencer added that over a 24-hour period, there were more new consoles sold in more countries than ever before. No figures have been given so far, but we know that the Xbox One was previously the most successful Xbox launch, with more than a million units sold on launch day. If you didn't manage to get one for launch day, Spencer says that the team is working hard to resupply as quickly as possible in order to meet the growing demand for Microsoft's new console. Many consumers were left disappointed, with both consoles suffering unfortunate last-minute delays in the UK and Canada, and with Amazon seemingly pushing some deliveries as far back as December in the US. So first of all, Congratulations to Microsoft and everybody over at Xbox for a successful console launch. Congratulations, you've seemed like you've put out one hell of a console to hear from people. Because I didn't say it before when we were talking about PS5, congratulations to everyone at PlayStation and Sony for a successful console launch in other parts of the world. Yeah, I forgot about them. 
<laughs> sorry, sorry. Congratulations, like say, I hear nothing but great things about both the consoles. Um, I like, I heard it in my head, and I was like, oh shit, I didn't say this about PlayStation. Everyone's yeah. gonna think I'm a fan girl. I need to, I need, I need to fix this. But back here, Xbox. Um, honestly, it surprises me that Xbox One was was the most successful Xbox launch in their history. Um, um, that was my sort of immediate take. I was like, wow, really? Oh Jesus. And we all know how hard that was. That one bombed, um, yeah. yeah. Oh shit. Um, this just shows that the the goodwill that Phil Spencer's brought back to Xbox and in general, with the incredible pull that they've gave, gathered for Game Pass and everything, with over a hundred plus games. Yes, you don't have that big killer app, or PlayStation have obviously brought to, brought with Demon Souls and Spider Man Miles Morales, and heck, we're paying great things about Astro Bot for God's sakes. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic but um yeah um this is not surprising i'll be very surprised if we're not talking about this for playstation next week um when they talk about it probably within the next 24 hours to 48 hours to saying this has been one of our most successful launches blah 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 blah, blah. we we both know they outsold their their pre-orders we know this they've said that multiple times so when it comes to hearing that this is the largest one it's kind of not a surprise they would have, for me, would have made sure they would have had enough units in general to be able to beat the, the previous launch. So um, we're going to be hearing it from PlayStation. This has been our biggest launch, blah, blah, blah. PlayStation might put a number to it. Xbox haven't because they don't like talking about numbers in general. That's their... No, we'll they've, said, they've said going forward they're not going to do it even if they start selling PS5. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. To them, it's not necessarily just about console numbers. Again, we've talked about this extensively yeah, in 2020. It's about Game Pass. Yeah. It's about engagement across wherever you are, whether you're on an Android phone or you want the most powerful Xbox in history. Mm-hmm. Like if I didn't have the brand new PC, I probably would have got one of them. And it probably would have been the Xbox because that's the one I'm primarily gaming on. But um, as I've got the new, the, the new, my new chunky boy here, big chunky in the Xbox Series X itself. Um, maybe not as powerful, I won't lie. I'll have a con uh, next week, I'll have a console that will dwarf them all in size. <laughs> I would be very fascinated by that. Uh, I am be, that's I the size comparison you want, right? That's, yeah. Well, my PC is smaller than my old PC, but it's wider than the old one. So that's it's PS5, though. It's it's big. It's a tall boy. Yeah, I've it's seen big. it. Like it's bigger and fixed his head. Yeah. Wow. Imagine. But he hasn't put out the digestive thing though yet. Um, unsubscribe. Not, not- He's not. He's not giving us what we want, Amy. Unsubscribe. Like unsubscribe already. Nah, I'm not having that. Like, don't do that, Lizard John. <laughs> no, no one unsubscribe. But maybe tweet at him and just ask him how big a PlayStation Five is in digestives. Yeah. Um, and because he did it for Xbox and it was brilliant. Um, let's move on. Let's move on. Xbox boss denies report of Japanese studio acquisition talks. This is from Tom Phillips over at Eurogamer. He writes, Xbox chief Phil Spencer has poured cold water on a recent report which suggested there was evidence Microsoft was seeking to make studio acquisitions in Japan. Quote, Several Japan-based game developers from Big said Microsoft had approached them about buying their business. Bloomberg wrote last week. They asked not to be identified as the talks were private and declined to give details on how the discussions went. End quote. But when questioned on the report in a video interview with GameSpot, the boss of Xbox said it was not accurate. Here's Spencer's full answer. Quote, I don't think so. We're not. We're usually not out there. I say I don't think so. I mean, I'm not in every meeting that every team has. I'll say not for me. Most of the opportunities that we've had 
we've had to date have been for a long-lasting relationship. So I don't think we're out there with our business cards throwing them out on the corner trying to find people. Funny image. I've talked about my affinity for Japanese studios and the thinking back in the day when we had more games in Japan created as part of our first party. I'm excited when the deal closes to spend more time with Tango and the work that they're doing. So it's an area I'm interested in, but no, I don't think that's not accurate, end quote. The Tokyo-based Tango Gameworks will become part of the wider Xbox Game Studios family when the deal to buy its parent company, Zenimax, owner of Bethesda, goes through next year. Elsewhere, it's interesting to note Spencer's mention of opportunities which have arisen from long-standing relationships. Prior to Microsoft's eventual announcement that it would buy Zenimax and Bethesda, reports suggested Bungie was another acquisition candidate. Oh. Destiny. I just realized why I just I just realized you I went on oh, there and I went I thought you said gearbox. <laughs> Please don't buy gearbox, Phil. I don't no. well, they might kick that guy out. So um, but oh yeah, Bungie uh, we've heard like you'll talk about they might buy try and buy Bungie, but obviously apparently that was too expensive. Randy Kitchen. went to the it took me like thirty seconds to remember his name there. Sorry. He said that guy and I was like I don't want to mention his name. I haven't talked about him in so long. I was like, what's his name? I know, he's kept quiet. It's a surprise. Give him time. I think someone finally took his fucking phone off him, which is about fucking time. Probably Um, probably like that. I wish someone did that for Trump. The the thing about this is, even if Xbox are... even Even if it's just tentative, like they're approaching Japanese development studios and they're saying, look, we might be... Like, is there any interest you know what i mean or whether it is just look here's a fucking wagon it's full of cash <laughs> would you like us to just dump this in your lobby and we can call it a day from like any any like point between those two those two extremes like phil spencer is not going to be able to say anything either way publicly about it that's how takeover talks work yes definitely uh, so regardless of whether it's true or not his answer will be no i don't know anything about it because uh, the one thing he has is that they are looking to acquire other studios to obviously the beef up their beef up Game Pass and everything like that, which we all know about that. Um, we will know when they are ready to tell us, ladies and gentlemen. If it's a Japanese studio, it's a Japanese studio. If it's a Bungie, it's Bungie. If it's Sony, it's Sony. <laughs> Imagine. If it's Nintendo, it's Nintendo. Nintendo yeah, um, like, we'll find out that one like that. will be like, do you, do you remember when the EA rumor was going around? <laughs> it was a few years ago now, but that was fun. The thing is, everyone like we look back at and laugh at that, but they could do that. They stuff. could. No, what I said because I remember <laughs> it was um, oh they were thinking about buying EA, and what I was trying to drill through to people's heads is that conversation has probably happened. Like, oh, and yeah. that's probably what the report was based on because there's no way they're not sitting in a room going, "We could buy EA." <laughs> like, and that conversation's happened. I guarantee you, Microsoft's at the highest levels of, like, whoever makes these decisions, has had a conversation about buying just about everyone. Yeah. <laughs> if they're a publicly traded company, especially if they're in America and everything like that, if if Microsoft put in a bid, the buying law, the, the, the board has to listen to it and just talk about yeah. it. By like, law in yeah, America. Yeah, that conversation is definitely so, happening. But... So... They've talked about it. If there's anything I would want want them to buy is Bioware. <laughs> just don't just go back and just take Bioware back. Just buy Bioware. Just say, yo, can we take how much for Bioware? A billion? There you go. Easy billion right there for you right now. I don't know. I, don't know. I feel like they've depreciated in value over the 
over yeah, the years. You know, you know, he'll be like, yeah, but we've just released the remastered edition of uh, Mass Effect, which we'll be talking about shortly, and we'll be just like, yeah, and it just, it just brought us all some goodwill back, so we like, we've bumped up the price a little bit. And, my, and I was like, okay. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I see Microsoft buying, I'd like, I don't know if they're going to make another Bethesda level purchase, but yeah. Like, again, even if like they they could they could literally be about to like finalize a deal to buy Capcom, and Phil Spencer would have still had to answer this question the way he did, mm-hmm, um, because yeah. that's how that's how it works. Um, God, if if they bought Capcom, what a person we know would literally die. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> a few years ago it was probably because Capcom were in real trouble a few years ago, but um, they seem to have steadied the ship now. So um, it's probably less likely than it would have been. Which I should probably update that example because I've been using that example because in 2016-ish, uh, when well, when this all started, fine. when all, um, when this all started, it was like Capcom won't be probably willing to sell because they're in financial trouble. Yeah. Um, yeah, that doesn't necessarily mean that the only buy companies that are in trouble is just that Capcom would be easier to but to buy than say. So- so Sega then now. Sega, yeah, Sega's in trouble yeah. now. Could be Sega's Sega. in we, trouble. We've had that swelling around for a while, but just because of a controller itself. <laughs> yeah, I feel like um, I feel like the Bungie one's possible as well because I feel like there's not a lot, a great, there's not a great amount of the leadership left at Bungie who left Microsoft in 2010. Um, so the bad blood might just be gone by default. <laughs> Well, obviously, because they've got it all on Game Pass and everything like that, the bad blood is primarily probably all it gone. Might, and it might just be a case of they're just going to measure the metrics and see how much of an impact de- having Destiny yeah. 2 with its brand new just launched expansion will have on, on Destiny 2's player base on Xbox. And if there's a big enough bump, like it'd be worth Microsoft just throwing the money in and, and buying them. Because Bungie aren't just making Destiny, let's not forget. Um, and as far as the metric goes, I mean... My downloads on like forty <laughs> percent, and I've played Destiny Two on PlayStation for the last four years. So <laughs> take that with however you want to take that. <laughs> uh, last news story, Moody. This one I I added in for you because this this is a you thing rather than necessarily a me thing. Take Two is buying Codemasters. This is from Michael McGuire over at Polygon. He writes. Take-Two Interactive, the publisher of 2K Games, 2K Sports, and Rockstar Games titles, is buying Codemasters, the folks who make Dirt, Grid, and F1 racing games. The $994 million deal is expected to go ahead in the first quarter of 2021, Take-Two said in a news release on Tuesday. Strauss Zelnick, chairman and CEO of Take-Two, said that the acquisition of Codemasters will be highly complementary to Take-Two's sports portfolio which includes NBA 2K, NHL 2K, PGA 2K, and WWE 2K. Zelnick praised the UK-based publisher for its renowned history of creating some of our industry's most beloved and commercially successful racing franchises. Codemasters itself has grown substantially in recent years with acquisitions of former Evolution Studios team, developers of Motorstorm and Drive Club. Jesus, thanks for reminding me about Drive Club. Um, in 2016, and slightly mad studios, makers of Project Cars and Fast and Furious Crossroads in 2019. Codemasters' latest game, Dirt 5, was released on PS4, Windows PC, and Xbox One on November 6th. The rally racing game comes to PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X this week. I 
do not know how to feel about this, Amy. It's nothing I can do about it, obviously, but I don't know how I feel about this. Um, I hear nothing but terrible thing when, things when it comes to NBA. I know you have enjoyed the NHL game. And yes, NHL game. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, they've dismantled the WWE game into an absolute insult of all type of all metrics basically we'll see what they're doing next year because i'm guessing that's what's gonna that's when the next one's gonna be and everything codemasters is a very beloved studio for me i love what they've done for the f1 game and everything like when i posted this in the chat and everything like that your response was they're the ones who put microtransactions in it's already micro microtransactions in the oh, f1 no 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 game no 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 that mean egregious you missed a word out there egregious microtransactions you did say that yeah so they're um they're, they're end, well known this, for... this, this makes the f1 studio this this makes codemasters a more efficient hopefully a more efficient studio because they've got the money back behind them now more than ever before but i guess from next year it's going to be what f1 2k 2021 i'm guessing <laughs> um who knows um i'd be worried like if it was me i'd be i'd be worried just because i know i'd like i know what take two are like yes um, i know i that's the thing about it i am incredibly worried by this right now but I hope that they're just going to be allowed. They've just bought them just so they can put them on the portfolio. Shh. But yeah, I find chuck on your stupid, disgusting microtransaction, which we all know you're going to do. I won't touch them, so it won't bother me at the end of the day. But at the end of the day, as long as they allow Codemasters to keep doing what they want them to do when it comes to the F1, because at the end of the day, the F1 game has a very prolific esports uh, initiative behind it. So it's like if you damage that and you hurt the game in any way, which stops them from being able to be efficient and becoming some of the best virtual racing drivers in the world, then you're going to have some real problems from a lot of people and everything, especially from F1 itself, which at the end of the day, 2K, you're not as big as F1. So they might just then, you know, they could just stop making official F1 games then. Well, they can't because I'm pretty sure they've just re-signed the contract to 2025, I think. So they would have to stomach it for a while. But yeah, it's going to be... Well, I hope for the best, look, the, right? The I expect the worst and hope for the best is always mine. Uh, yeah, the 2021 game is already hard in development. It's going to be coming out probably sometime in August, probably September the next year and everything. Um, oh, God. I don't know how to feel about this, Amy. <laughs> I'm worried. I can't tell you how to feel. So yeah, I'm what worried. I will say is I left up a list of all the Codemasters games, and they they published Dizzy. Yeah, those are my first. Those are like some of the first games I ever played, including Fast Food, which was um, basically uh, a, a Pac-Man clone <laughs> starring Dizzy, and I played that on Amstrad, and it was the first game I ever beat. Cool. And when you beat it you just play through the game backwards and then when you beat it that time it goes forwards again and then when you beat it that time it goes backwards again cool i saw the screenshot and i was like wow that takes me back <laughs> announcements game was released in 1989 uh yeah we got some of your announcements um i was gonna say you're gonna keep with your nostalgia trip, right? <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna go down. i'm just gonna talk about dizzy for the next half an hour um <laughs> Such a great game. 
I mean, terrible, terrible game if you try to play it now, but at the time, it was really good. Um, yeah, so there was a reveal of Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which is launching in spring 2021 for PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. Obviously, it's also going to be forwards compatible uh, with brand new consoles. And while we're on the subject, Bioware also confirmed the new Mass Effect is in development. I'll say right now, like I said, is like when I shared it, I'm happy about this. This is what I thought was going to happen in everything. I won't lie. In the thing I said at the beginning of the year, I thought it was going to be this year in everything. It may have been dubbed for this year, but obviously with the pandemic, we'll never know in everything. Um, <laughs> I'm overall happy. I'm really, I love the trilogy, um, and I probably will be buying this because it's aimed for me for the nostalgia trip in general. I've already told my mate about this, my best friend Andy, who loves the Mass Effect trilogy, and he's just like. What, really? I said, yeah, mate. Oh, my God. I must buy it. I said, but you've got it on Game Pass. I must buy it. And I said, and I, and I basically said, I must buy it as well. <laughs> Type of mentality. <laughs> I'm literally one of those guys of Resident Evil. I apologize to this, ladies and gentlemen. Um, the way it, uh, like, speaking as someone who bought Umbrella Core, I can't say anything. Yeah, that's true. Uh, when it comes to like, the Bioware Confirms, the new Mass Effect game, we're not surprised. Went that. I'm not it is surprised. a little bit of a surprise because they did put the franchise on ice in 2017. So. It all depends. Like development, it all depends how far this development oh. is. Pre-production pre is pre-production. This that is not. Be, yeah. Be, them, saying, them saying that them having it in pre-production, they can literally just come out and say it's in development. It's in active development. Will it actually see the end, the, the light of day? Who bloody knows? Because uh, we're still waiting for Dragon Age, ladies and gentlemen. Which I'm petrified for as well at the same time. But <laughs> is, is that because I've managed to convince you that it's going to be a live service game? <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> uh, look at the evidence, Moody. Like, look in your heart. Search your feelings. You know it to be true. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I just want to shout out Keith. You dropped it in the in the group chat because um, I was at my day job, so I didn't see it when it actually happened. Um, and it was like. What's everyone's feelings like? Like anyone was gonna find it controversial that they were releasing the Mass Effect Legendary Edition? Like, I was gonna say, yeah. Like, it's not really a controversial thing. It's like they're doing a remaster of a beloved trilogy. I said this was gonna happen in January. <laughs> my only, my my only question is, the only question I have is, am I gonna be able to nab it in my fantasy game league team <laughs> before That's anyone else takes question. it? Yeah, that is the question. <laughs> like, because either way, this is going to get at least minimum yeah, because it's, it's the Mass Effect trilogy, right? Yeah. Like, even if they screw up Mass Effect 1, because they've talked about maybe making some gameplay uh, enhancements to it, because it plays very differently from the other two games. Mm. Like, it hasn't aged well, it's fair. To two say. and three still exist. Yeah. And if you're reviewing the game, or if you're just playing the game, like, by the time you get to the end of three, you're not going to be thinking about the gameplay of one. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people were hoping that they probably would remaster or remake, should I say, Mass Effect 1 to align up to those new additions, what happened in Mass Effect 2 and 3, but I'm just like I I see where you're coming from it's, it is disappointing but this is not surprising that they're just throwing out a Legendary Edition remastered edition for them, so I'm getting what I want I'm a sucker for it because I love the trilogy, the trilogy is one of my favourite trilogies in gaming um like like the ending of mass effect 3 doesn't really bother me that much uh so i'm just like because it's the journey 
the journey I loved. I loved the journey, and I fell in love with Tali, and I was just like, Tali's my girl. Tali's my girl. <laughs> Unless you're like, I'm not getting into it. I'm not getting into it. Getting into what? Um, no, I was just thinking then, like, my, like the last time Keith dragged me into a conversation about Mass Effect 3, we had, have a whole new podcast just about it. Um, I I had problems with Mass Effect 3 beyond just the ending. <laughs> Which I don't want to get into. Um, two is one of the best games I've ever made, though. Yeah, like it just is. Um, and like I'm happy for everybody who's going to play it. Like yeah. I mean, I'm not. It's already available. I need to play with backwards compatibility. Like so, I just I play those. On PC. Like, I played. I, I played Mass Effect Andromeda earlier this year via yeah. <laughs> via EA Play. Like you know, like yeah. I'm I'm cool. I don't need to show that. But like, there's people out there who have been dying for this all year. Like, it's been a rumor for most of 2020, and there's been people who have just wanted this so badly, and I'm really happy for everybody. I'm really happy for you, Moody. It's been a rumor since the trilogy finished like, that they were going to release a, ma- a remastered edition for last generation in general, and that they took all generations to do this at long last, because obviously at the beginning of this generation, they were like said, we don't believe in remasters or anything like that type of quote-unquote. And everyone was just like, are you crazy? You're the company who wants to make nothing but money. This is easy flipping money. Are you crazy right now? This is is the one thing people literally said, are you that stupid that people would give you money for this? This is easy money and you're turning away money. People will be like, I was just like, come on, seriously? Yeah. The only thing that would would have convinced me to get this um, is if multiplayer was coming with it, and it's not. Yeah. And that's literally just because then there'd be servers where I could play Mass Effect 3's multiplayer. Yeah. Like, because again, I can. I'm I'm not fussed about having a, a fancy box for it, and, unless they take them out of the air player. Um. But yeah, it's like it's cool. It's cool. It's great. Love it. New one's coming, mint. It'll 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 probably be out around the same time as Final Fantasy sixteen, <laughs> or Final we'll Fantasy seven, we'll or the or the final final part of Final Fantasy seven remake. Like <laughs> more realistic. No when the second part's coming. Um, there's been some really state announcements. Speaking of games, I am massively hyped for for 2021. Deathloop pre-orders um, popped up earlier this week for uh, with a May release date, but it was confirmed by Bethesda not 30 minutes before we started this podcast. Um, so it's coming out in May t- on May 21st, 2021. Um, and as everybody who's watched, watched this podcast knows, I need that shit hooked directly up into my veins. I'm so excited for Deathloop. Yeah, that game really tickled your fancy, didn't that so... I'm a bit disappointed I can't play it next week, but it's fine. You got Spider-Man. I got Spider-Man. I got Sackboy. I might try and find a copy of Demon's Souls somewhere. Stupid fucking YouTube Let's Play videos. (laughs) Uh, Shenmue 3 launches on November 19th on Steam. Um, It's been on Epic Games. It's been in Epic Games for a year. Um, so I guess it's exclusivity is ending. I can't believe it's only been a year since Shenmue Three launched. <laughs> it feels like oh, that feels like a historical event. Just a little bit, yeah. Uh, Alba: A Wildlife Adventure launches December eleventh on PC and Apple Arcade. It's from the developers of Monument Valley. I'm quite looking forward to that. 
Um, Sam and Max Save the World Remaster launches on PC and Switch on December 2nd. Love Sam and Max. It's so stupid, but it's so fun. And I have all of the games. I have all of the Telltale games, Sam and Max, on, on Steam. <laughs> That's how much I liked it. Cool. Um, bastard hard games, though. Like, this was when Telltale were making adventure games with puzzles that were ne that were nearly impossible. <laughs> like, before they went the, the narrative route. So, like, the puzzles in Sam and Max are sometimes fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Why are you so difficult, but I still love you? <laughs> Um, lastly, Tracks the Train set game launches on November 24th on Nintendo Switch. I didn't know there was a game called B that was delayed. Shut up. After, like, to keep the, 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 the bullet point in place, there has to be something written there. So I just push a key on my keyboard. <laughs> and, um, it was the letter B this time. For Shut Up Moody. Got a free game on Epic this week, The Text Assist, which is going to be free until November 19th. Uh, we got some ex more Xbox Game Pass announcements for November. This is on top of uh, all of the ones that we talked about two, I want to say two weeks ago. Um, we talked about games One of them is pretty big. Yeah, well, we talked about Destiny 2 and stuff like that. Um, some of this has obviously already happened. Um, Final Fantasy VIII Remastered is coming come to console and PC. Gone 2 is coming to Android. And Streets of Rogue is coming to PC. That all happened on November 12th, which was yesterday um, from today. the launch of this podcast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I broke kayfabe. I'm so sorry. Um, Arc Survival Evolved Explorers Edition is coming to console, PC, and Android on November 17th. Also, Halo 4 is joining the Halo Master Chief Collection on PC on November 17th. Which I believe completes the Halo Master Halo Master Chief Collection on PC. So I'm pretty sure this was the last one that needed to be added. Are we ever gonna do five? One day. One day. When I I've, I need to cleanse my system of playing Halo with you for that amount of time until I can stomach doing it again. <laughs> was I that bad? <laughs> I mean, you weren't when we played four, but you complained a lot when we played the first three. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's all right. I, mean, I know I can be annoying. I admit that myself. Like, uh, I'm amazed that my partner's been with me for 10 years. I'm like, how have you survived 10 years with me? It's bonkers. Like, Amy had couldn't survive freaking five games with me for Halo. Oh, we haven't played <laughs> five yet. Um, now nah, we'll do it. We'll, what I might do is we might just, I might just find Char a time to, to sit down and do it, like, so we can just do it the way we did Halo 3, where we just play it all the way through. We'll get Keith involved, we'll we'll get a day, and we'll just play it all. Um, the beauty of the Xbox One X, I've got such a big hard drive, I never needed one installed. I've still got Titanfall 2 installed, on the off chance one day I'll get a message off Keith, which is just, do you want to play Titanfall? I'll be like, fucking yes, I want to play it. I always want to play Titanfall. <laughs> yeah, like, I, like after stuff unplugged my two two terabyte hard drive on it because I'm just like like when I finish a game I uninstall it unless it's a game that's really impacted me like I had the Mass Effect trilogy on there but I've uninstalled them now because I've got them on my PC um, and everything like that so I'm like I'm slowly moving over to the PC more than ever the only games I really still have on this Xbox is is F1 just because for some reason the F1 game doesn't want to work on this bugger and that's basically it 
Yeah, I'm very lazy when it comes to uninstall. Like, I'll only uninstall like games in batches when I try to download something or install something, and it says you don't have enough hard drive space. And then I go, oh shit, and then I uninstall like six or seven games. Like I've still got on on installing my PlayStation Four. I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm pretty sure I've still got um, Days Gone installed on my PS4 because <laughs> I've never needed the space. Yeah. I've never needed the space, so I've never installed it. <laughs> like, I've got control installed on my Xbox, but then I did just reinstall it last month to play the uh, the DLC. Um, but I don't think I ever uninstalled control, like from last September or whenever the hell it came out. Yeah. So it's it's I'm I'm weird like that. Like until I hit the moment where I need to delete stuff, I just won't delete anything. <laughs> um. Also on Game Pass this November, we've got River City Girls coming to console on PC and Android on November 19th. And Star Renegades coming to console and Android on November 19th. That's a really good game. You should check it out. I played it on PC earlier this year. Got some good looking games there, ladies and gentlemen. Go and give them a try. Absolutely. Uh, got Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VIII Remastered, which I heard really good things about the remaster. Um, I need to get a funny look into it. Final Fantasy Nine is on there, so if I was gonna play a Final Fantasy game, it'd be nine. Do you think? Do you think they remaster that? No, they'll never remaster. I don't think they'll remaster nine. See, I'm amazed that because obviously I, I, I hit. You know what? We'll, we'll come to that in the discussion in our post show. <laughs> Go on, I'll, I'll remember okay. this. Uh, yeah, we're, we're getting there anyway. Uh, we've got a content drop that I totally didn't put together when Moody was talking about Avengers at the beginning of the podcast. This is a list of articles you should watch and some videos you should read. Probably messed that up. Anyway, <laughs> I've got a Eurogamer article called Here's What a Console Launch Looks Like in 2020. And it's Emma Kent going to a, a game shop in Brighton to buy a, an Xbox. <laughs> and it's like a diary entry cool. and it's cool <laughs> because we live in a whole new world of pandemics and <laughs> lockdowns a whole new world anyway <laughs> I was expecting you to follow up there Amy. I was going but I, I realised I couldn't remember the words I know a whole new magical place yeah, to be exactly <laughs> a whole new magical place to be I believe in that I don't I know. I just know they're on a carpet and and they sing uh, and the genie's funny, beautiful together and everything like that. Even in the live action remake, never saw it. Um, although I did get a notification saying I have a, a thirty day Disney Plus trial now. You don't need that. I didn't need it, but thanks. Um, we've also got another article from GamesIndustry.biz. Uh, which is uh, an interview with Mike Bithell, which is with what I wish I knew when I started in games. Very oh, that could be something interesting. It's very interesting. Go watch it. I'll have to have a look at that. Um, I also put this next video in because I like watching people play Souls games for the very first time because it's always interesting to see how they react to certain things that I would otherwise take for granted being a veteran Souls player. <laughs> you just like seeing people get tortured. No, no. Like the thing about Souls games is like the on ramp is usually pretty it's usually pretty forgiven if you're willing to meet the game and like if you're willing to meet the game halfway. It's usually pretty forgiving forgiving in the on ramp. 
as it as you get used to it um which people don't expect because they just expect to be like you come across the first enemy it stabs you and you die and then that's oh well that's the souls experience it's like it's not really though like <laughs> like souls games have this reputation which yes they are very challenging but also they're kind of like you just have to get in to them like to meet them like to play it like it's not like a game where it's like you could play the way you want it's a game where it's like you should play the way the game wants you to or you're gonna have a bad time um when i played bloodborne for the first time properly because i played it before um this year like i said to chat there was lots of people in chat i think you were in chat and i was like it was it wasn't until after i got past the second boss and then i was running around outside the church where i was like this game has clicked <laughs> <laughs> like, it has clicked for me. I feel like I can see the code in the Matrix. <laughs> like I understand now. Um, yeah. Then the game was like, yeah, but you're no Neo, bitch. Um, yeah, that's Greg Miller plays Demon Souls on PS5. He plays the first hour of it, and I think it's really interesting. Also from IGN's YouTube channel, <clears throat> we've got a coughing fit. <laughs> we've got I tried to hold on and I couldn't uh, Hades developers reacted to 25 minute fresh fire speed run Hades is a great game speed runs are a lot of fun and the developers of Hades are excellent so all three of those things in one YouTube video Moody I believe there are some games out next week I believe there is so it's now time ladies and gentlemen let me just get this page on my side here so i can see better so i'm not breaking my neck put it here so ladies and gentlemen it's time for the games out next week november 16th there's no game november 17th mars horizon pc playstation 4 the xbox one and the nintendo switch lead a major space agency as they guide humanity to mars in this strategy simulating game, construct a base, design and build rockets, conduct missions throughout the solar system, and write your own history in space. Exploration. 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 I think I fucked up that word a few times, but I apologize. Created with the support from the European Space Agency. Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate PC, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, the Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and the game and Stadia apparently. Google's idea. The definitive Mortal Kombat 11 experience. Take control of Earth Realm, Earth Realm's protectors in the, in the game's two critically acclaimed time-bending story campaigns as they race to stop What's that name? Chronica. <laughs> uh, Chronica from Rewinding Time and Rebooting History. Uh, friendships are tested. The new alliance is forged in the battle to save all of his ex of all existence. Mortal Kombat 11's ultimate features 37 character roster include a new distance, Rain, Melina, and Rambo. There's no game coming out in November 18th. There's no game coming out on November 19th. But we have two games coming on November 20th. Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, Nintendo Switch. Travel into Hyrule's past and fight to prevent the, the kingdom's destruction in Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity for the Nintendo Switch. Unfolding a century before the events of, Legendary, of the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, 
The fate of Halwold hangs in the balance. Lead your forces into the battlefield, then battle against the, the mighty, <clears throat> excuse me, of the Calamity Gargon. Calamity Ganon. I got so close. In the ultimate struggle for survival. Thank you anyway, Amy. Uh, final one, Cam... Kakapa? Katamari Damacy Reroll. Thank you very much. The beloved Roll Them Up game returns with the full. Oh, this also comes out on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. I apologize, Dejo. The beloved Roll Them Up game returns with full, fully updated graphics, completely recreated cutscenes, and in whole, full HD. Now it's time for Amy to move on to the Open Critic head to head. Full HD, because you remember when not full HD was used to be a thing. HD ready. Ooh. Boom! Was a thing. It was a thing. Uh, yeah, this is Open Critic Head to Head. Every single week, myself and Moody will try to guess the Open Critic average of one upcoming game. And since there are about 30 to choose from last week... <laughs> there was... Uh, less to choose from this week. Um, just wait until we try to guess the upper critic average of Football Manager. Because <laughs> that's coming up. But it's oh, not this week. Because that's the only game that week, isn't it? Yeah, last week we tried to guess the upper critic average of Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Sorry, 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 sorry. Marvel's Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Just in case we confused him with a different Spider-Man. I don't know why I'm salty about the fact that they put Marvels in front of everything. Like, we get it. We get it. You get salty over little things, these days. <laughs> I, I, sometimes I'm just... I just get salty. That's fake salt. It's fake salt. <laughs> like, many of the things I get salty about, I actually don't really care about. Like, <laughs> But yet you have to just reify it. <laughs> it's just, I find it odd or peculiar so i just my instant reaction is just to be a bitch about it anyway i guessed it would get a 92 moody guessed it would get an 85 and as of the time of recording this episode spider-man miles morales has an 85 average on on open critic but only 94 percent of critics recommend it i don't know why they have that button there someone who used to be an open critic user like i used to post my reviews on open critic and it's like you post your, your review you post your score and then, like, there's a button where it's like, would you recommend this to, to, like, people? But, like, you're already supposed to click the button if you would recommend it to everyone with no caveats. And I was like, I would never recommend a game to, to, to literally anyone with no caveats. That's, that's stupid. Who would do that? <laughs> so I just, I don't know. I, I thought that was a fun anecdote. It was not. The current scores are Amy 21, Moody 20 with three draws. I'm not going through all of the games. <laughs> a lot of games. Um, coming to the end, ladies and gentlemen. Who's going to get it? A couple of more games. I'm looking ahead, and it's like we've got. If I remember rightly, the last one, game was going to be us picking Cyberpunk. Um, we've got one, two, three, five. We've got five more weeks, so there are between five and ten points up for grab because obviously people can double points like you did this week. I just realized something. We missed one delay. There has been a delay. The medium was delayed to January. Yeah, we did that last week. Did we? Yeah. I can't remember doing that. Yeah, yeah. I said the medium is delayed because 
of getting the fuck out of Cyberpunk. Getting the fuck out of Cyberpunk. Yeah, we had that discussion last week. Did we? Yeah. Because I thought the same thing, where I was like, oh, you know, put the medium has been delayed. And then I was, I remembered we talked about the medium being delayed because we were talking about games moving the fuck out of the way of Cyberpunk. <laughs> um, I can't remember that. Uh, this week we're guessing the open critic average of Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. And Moody, as always, you get the first stab. <clears throat> Silence. Uh, I'm in his head. He knows he's close, and the last time he was close, I just rocketed away from him. <laughs> now he's clapping the air for some reason. He's like, a ah, panic, panic. <laughs> Now he's just done. Now what he's doing? <laughs> Delaying tactics is what he's doing. <laughs> he needs to hurry up and give me a fucking number. Seventy-eight. All right, there we go. Boom, 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 boom. Based on anything or just a wild stab in the dark? I've had a look at a couple of reviews of the games, and they normally roughly around the seventy marks in the seventies. So. Alright, cool. Well, mine's based on a wild stab in the dark, and I say it's going to get an 83, so suck it, movie. <laughs> I came up with that number 10 seconds ago. <laughs> what, while I was clapping? Based on, yeah, I just counted your claps. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> I based that on absolutely. I based on my roll of the dice. The roll of the dice was a mistake that I will never repeat. Um, I like, I did that when I did that for for um for Avengers, and it's just like, come on, man, like, uh, it, Avengers, like it could have been anything, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? If the fact that it started out on like eighty five and then it went down to sixty eight, it's like it could have been literally anything. <laughs> the Metacritic, the Open Critic for that. Uh, if it kept the 35 rated, uh, uh, things could have been looking a little bit different when it, me being a little bit closer on the, the fantasy cricket to you. <laughs> yeah, but not close enough. Oh, yeah, that's true. That was all <laughs> can't do anything about that. Can't help the list. Can't do anything about that. No, absolutely not. Um, hell, I mean, my biggest game didn't come out, so... Post-show discussion, you said you wanted to talk about something. You were like, oh, talk about that in the post-show. And I was like, cool, because I got fuck all to talk about in the post-show. And he's forgotten what it is. <laughs> I have. Shit. What was it? I don't know. I you didn't remember. tell us. <laughs> That's the thing. Shit, yeah. You didn't tell me what it was. I don't even I'm remember what back, we were talking I'm about. Back, I'm looking back through the stuff, and I'm like, is it any going to ring a bell here? Anything going to ring a bell? I don't think anyone's going to ring a bell. Ah, oh, smeg. Smegalicious. Damn. Is there anything you can think of that you want to talk about? Um, thing is, I know when we finish this episode, I'll be like, I got it! I'm like, tough, we don't do do over. I don't do second takes. Smeg, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I can't remember what I was talking about. Do you Damn just it, me... I knew I should have wrote that down. Do you just want me to complain about... um? the Royal Mail for the next 10 to 15 minutes. <laughs> uh, oh, I, like, no. I, 
I had an entire day set aside to play Yakuza. I don't have Yakuza. <laughs> oh, there is. Oh, there is. No, you. you there, there was a reveal that you missed. For fuck's sake, Mooney, you should know by now that I'm not fucking per. I'm not omniscient, you know. But I consider you so perfect, Amy, so I have no, to... No, you I, don't. Keep you the, I keep you at the don't highest standard. Lie. Everybody knows you're lying. AEW <laughs> um, revealed again for wrestling. Um, I'm, a huge, I'm a huge wrestling fan. I've especially been getting back in it since AEW was announced last year and everything, and I've loved everything, what they've done so... For the most part, I've done so far. And, like, one of their biggest wrestlers, Kenny Omega, was a huge, prolific gamer. Like, he, like he's been on, like... Um, like with um, Aust- uh, new day, new day guy. Can't remember his name. He's been on kind of funny. He has that up, up, down, down show. Can't remember his name. Austin Creed, I think his name is. Um, yeah, he's been on here, been on his show, and they, they've already like they've had like a fun little rivalry and everything. And they've announced the game, AEW Games. They've announced three, two of them on mobile, so I'm not really caring about that. But the other one is a mainline. And they basically pitched it as a No Mercy type of game, and I loved No Mercy when it was out years ago. And they've brought, they've got the studio that literally went f-, f you to 2K and WWE for messing them around and everything. And they've got them coming in to do the game and everything. And I can literally see I've got Amy literally going, going in one in here and coming out the other when I want it with all the words I'm saying right now. But um, sports, I'm, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm over the moon with it. I'm hoping to you know, still in early development, so it's going to be a few years before it's out and everything. But I'm super happy about it. I'm super excited. Hopefully, they can get this right and nail it and bring back wrestling games because wrestling games years ago were years and years and years ago were really, really good. And they've been nothing but shite since going to 2K. Yeah, fucking shit wrestling games. <clears throat> yeah. 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 What, what, remember, what was the name? What was the name of the publisher that makes the wrestling games? The old one. Not the old ones. I mean the ones that are shit. Two K. And who are they on by? Take Don't two. worry, I'm going somewhere. And who did Code Masters just get bought by? But fuck you, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to help you sort through your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> by using logic by using logical progressions there is something I do I want to talk talk about like just while we're vibing you know I'm sure that's the right I'm still trying to remember the original thing I was going to talk about like I need to I want to call I need to talk about some time I want to try I want to check back in with dreams because I haven't checked in with that game since like May Um, and I'm guessing there's some new stuff in it by now um, like I just saw a trailer for like um, Pig Detective Three, and I was like, "Shit!" When I was playing the game, Pig Detective One was on my list, and I was like, "I should play that because I'm pretty sure they're making a second one." And now apparently they've made a second one and they're making a third one. Um, and the only reason I saw the trailer for it was because Greg Miller's the main voice uh, did, did some voice acting for it, and it's like I miss dreams. That was a fun little thing. Um. Obviously, Animal Crossing. I was like, what could have stopped me from playing Dreams? I mean, Animal Crossing happened. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever get back to Animal Crossing. I was just like, 
It just ne- I think I was trying to force myself to really get into it, and it just never worked. You should never I try and force the... yourself into games. Yeah, I understand the feel. I understand the people who are enjoying everything, but I was just like, this is just so slow. So when I'm literally actively searching, how do you time travel on this game? <laughs> to speed things up? I was like, not that kind of game, like... Rudy. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting forced to cheat in. I don't like it. Even though it's in the game mechanics that allow... If Nintendo wanted to block it, they could block that quite easily. And they know they can, so they don't mind it. But, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. These gamers with their instant gratification. <laughs> Can't bother waiting for stuff. Back in my day... I'm very entitled. <laughs> Back in my day, games actually had instant gratification because, you know, they, they didn't have save states. Um, yeah, like, I think I'm gonna... I think I think I might add Dreams to the list of games I download on my PS5. Cool. Um, so, Marty, I know I'm gonna download Bloodborne because I still I have a standing obligation. Should we call it an obligation? I have a standing obligation to finish that game at some point. <laughs> Like, given that I was, like, streaming through it on Twitch and everybody was enjoying watching me play it. Moody was enjoying watching, walking away and going to the toilet and missing me beat, like, every single boss. <laughs> it was that thing that just happened. Like, so when yeah, I walked did you away, win? that's when you're ready to kick ass. Yeah, I did it win. It gave you the power. It gave you the power to push through and win. Um, yeah, no. It's a fucking amazing game. Like, when we relaunch Friendly Debates next year, like, we will be doing, like, top ten... We will be doing like top ten lists for the generation, and you, you and Keith, you better prepare yourselves because I'm gonna dig my heels in when it comes to Bloodborne as <laughs> a top game of the generation. Um, I am not a bit when it comes to Bloodborne or anything like that. I know I see why it's done a lot of well. So for me, I'm like, oh, you want to put that in it? You put it in for me. All right, maybe I can get along with you being a friendly debates co-host. Because I'll, at least I can, at least you won't bring Titanfall two to literally every fucking friendly debate. Like I love that game, but even I was getting sick of hearing about it. <laughs> Bloodborne two was what I really one of the first games to PlayStation that made them that made people go wow. Uh, yeah, it was the first. It was the like I used to call it the starting gun on like PlayStation 4s, yeah. like the exclusives, because all the exclusives that it had before then, like some of them were pretty good. Like Infamous Second Son was 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 alright, decent game, yeah. But um, but like Bloodborne was the one that was first, the first one that was like, holy shit, this is amazing. And then like all the subsequent ones were like, you yeah. you, you were getting like the games that were coming out then that were like, oh shit, this is amazing too. Oh, so yeah. is this. Oh, so so and yeah. it was like Bloodborne that kind of started it. Um. Like, and, uh, like, it took Neo to really, like, for me to really get the genre. Like, as much as yeah. Soulsborne isn't really a genre. Like, it's a type of game, I guess. But, like, when Neo was the one that made me get it. So then, when, like, it prepared me for, like, playing Dark Souls 3. And um, then going back to Bloodborne and being like, oh my god, I see why people like think this is like the epitome of the genre now. Sekiro, I didn't get it. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. I'm sure I'll Elden Ring. And if not, I'll just play Bloodborne again. Like, I didn't get Demon Souls with my PS5. I'll just play Bloodborne. 
Oh, Elden Ring's not really clicking. I'll just play Bloodborne again. <laughs> Bloodborne. Bloodborne. I don't even have Dark Souls 4. I mean, I could play Dark Souls 4. Oh, I could just play Bloodborne again. <laughs> oh, Resident Evil Village is out. I could play Bloodborne. Yeah, again. but Bloodborne <laughs> exists. Why would I play Resident Evil Village? Um, the other game I want to install, because obviously like, there's the PS5 games, which I'll play, like Bugsnax and all that. But the other one I want to install, just to see it, in on a PS5 is No Man's Sky because <laughs> I'm like this, this could be something. This could be something. Yeah. Um, like just from a look how pretty this game is. Yeah, games. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a look at. It. I've got. I'm gonna download Gears Tactic, Tactic Tactics. I want to give that a go because I heard overall good things about that. Like say what's it like a low 80s. Got some really good reviews overall. So I'm gonna give that a go. Even though I'm not the Gears person, but it's not doesn't play like Gears. Or anything like that, plays. It's a what's that game? Would you say Gears Tactics is a tactics game? No, you know what I'm talking about, Amy. I'm not talking about that. Don't be like that. Don't be that person. You know the game I'm talking about. You picked one of them for the for the fantasy league. XCOM. XCOM. That's it, yeah. XCOM, yeah. It's like an XCOM game. I like XCOM game. I love the XCOM games. Uh, well, the ones I played on the console and everything like that. And I was uh, didn't have the PC to play this when this came out the early to earlier year. And now I have a PC that can play this. So I'm gonna yeah, get XCOM two instead. Chimera Squad was cool, but it's a very different kind of game to XCOM um, one and two. Um, so is Gears Tactics. Um. Because, yeah, they're, they're not necessarily strategy games so much as they're tactics games, hence the name. <coughs> um, That's cool. I thought about installing it. I installed Tetris Effect for, like, you know, the Tetris Effect connected. I was like, oh, I yeah, play Tetris. I'll give that a go. Because like, I've never played Tetris Effect. And I was like, maybe I'll talk about this on the podcast. I played it for 30 minutes. And I was like, oh, yeah, I don't like Tetris very much. I was like, oh well. <laughs> like, I tried it, I uninstalled it. I was like, fuck, oh well. Um, Never mind. The only thing that's irritating is that the EA Play is not on Game Pass yet on PC, which sucks. No, the only thing that irritates me is I don't know what Xbox is playing at with their apps, right? So, like, they updated the apps on on my phone. Probably because I've got an Android phone and, you know, game streaming is a thing on Android now. Um, and like PlayStation. The, so the PlayStation app got updated, right? And it's now yeah. amazing. Like, it was a piece of crap before. But now it's fantastic. Like, you just pull the thing down and you can see your friends, who your friends are online. Like, you can push the thing up. You can install things remotely to, for PS4 console now. And, like, the store's not, like... In the old app, you push the store button and it took you into the web browser to take you to the store. Whereas now it's just in the app. Um, like, you can see all of the deals. Like, I claimed all of my PS Plus games, like, on the app, <laughs> like, this month. Like, because I always forget to do it. Because, like, it normally I have to do it on the console. Whereas it was on the on my phone, right? So I just clicked the three things. Boom. I have the three games. Um, and then, like, the Game Pass app. You go on Game Pass. You select the console tab, Right. Mm-hmm. You can't. There's no, <clears throat> there's no thing for like 
for like showing you like the the games in the order that they have been released. So you could like there's no thing for that. There is for PC, but not for console. So you can't see the games in the order that they've been released. I was like, well, that's fucking useless because I want to like check to see the new games and install them. Not gonna find them, which means I've the onus is on me to remember like which games are new. Like nah, fuck, I'm out. And I was looking through the Xbox app, which they've also changed. Like, I used to use the app on my phone as a remote control for my Xbox. Because uh-huh. obviously, you know, batteries and controllers, I have a long history. Great things. Um, <laughs> so like, if I'm watching, like, our Netflix or Amazon or something, I'm just, like, I'm using the phone, like, as a remote control. Like, it barely picks up an input at this point. At this point. Like, it used to work pretty flawlessly. Whereas now, I was literally, before we started this podcast, I was trying to pause the Destiny 2 download. And I was like, my batteries are down near my controller, so I'd have to find the the cable, plug the cable in both hands, and then pause it. I was like, I'll just do it on my phone. And I was literally, I was sat over there for ages, like, down. No, I just need to move the cursor down one. (laughs) Why is this not working? And then it, like, it registered a button push, and it opened Microsoft Rewards app. And I was like, oh, my God, what have you done? But then you go, like, it's like, oh, you could just search for a game in the app. I was like, oh, mint, like... I searched for a game, and I searched for, um... I was searching for a game, like, to see if it was more expensive on PS4 or Xbox. And yeah. and then it, you search for it, and it comes up, and it shows you the game, and it and you can't... It doesn't have the price, and you can't buy it. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is a thing now. Great. <laughs> like, the download button's there. But obviously, if you don't own the game, it just goes, well, you don't own this game. <laughs> And I'm like, I yeah, know, that's why I'm trying to buy it. What are you doing? And then as it turns out, there's no store in the app anymore, so I can't even browse it. So I was like, oh. PlayStation's like made this their app go from like shit to to awesome and like Xbox's app has gone from yeah, it's pretty good to like what the fuck's even the point? I mean it's on my phone anymore. <laughs> Sweet. I don't know how we got on the subject of that, but I thought like That's the power of the discussions at the end it could go in any direction i haven't even brought up f1 because there's no race until the weekend so i can't talk about that but <laughs> then on on wednesday on wednesday no, for next friday's episode ladies and gentlemen probably gonna be talking about how lewis hamilton's the new seven times seven times seven times world champion tying michael schumacher next week probably yeah you're right you didn't manage to bring up any f1 <laughs> Just you wait. I'll have my revenge. Your F1 will be on off-season, even though it's our F1, because I like it as well. But my Canucks will be playing four matches a week. <laughs> and I'll be rooting for the Canucks for you, Emmy. So will I. Um, that's going to do it. I think that is, yeah. I think we're done and dusted, ladies and gentlemen. Let us know what you think about today's episode. Let us know what you thought of the stories. Do you agree with us? Do you think we're bonkers? We'll agree with you if we you think bonkers. we're bonkers just because we are bonkers out there, ladies and gentlemen. We are nuts out there, but we love video games and we love you if you listen to us. Hashtag free Silent Hill. Ah ha ha ha. Bye, everybody. Hashtag will I ever remember what I was going to talk about on the pre- on the discussion because I still haven't remembered it. Bye. I, I remembered, but I'm not going to say. <laughs> <laughs>